Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Health Science Podcast. My name is Devin Box, and I am your host. Music, switching back to the talented Chase Drew. Mm-hmm. Check out his music wherever you stream. Yes, sir. And if you're into metal music, I think you might like his new band called Road to Elysium. Road to Elysium. My co-host is Zachary Hunter. Oh. Zach's two favorite things okay. are bubble tea and making sure you guys are financially literate. To learn more about finances... Head over to the Fiscal Frisk Fiscal every Frisk. Thursday morning. And if you really want to be nice, send Zach a bubble tea too. Yes, sir. Not sponsored, but the alley. <laughs> great. Great bubble tea. <laughs> now, uh, so today's podcast I thought was a really interesting one, uh, especially for you, Zach, because this paper actually kind of crosses our two areas of expertise. <gasps> um, now, Zach, we, we both like to think that we have an entre- entrepreneurial spirit, right? Yes, sir. And, but if I asked you to define exactly what that is, you probably couldn't give me all the little scientific terms and crap. Right. But you could probably look at somebody and just like know if they have it or not. You know yeah. what I mean? Like you kind of get that vibe from people. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, so we've met our fair share of entrepreneurs in our life mm-hmm. and we know how to find one. But what kinds of traits do we see in entrepreneurs? Let's, let's kind of do a brainstorm. Probably pretty energetic, right? Right. Maybe a bit impulsive, right? Like you gotta, you gotta kind of be able to. Well, you gotta to, be quick, man. You, you gotta, gotta be like, willing to take leaps sometimes, right? Yeah. You gotta trust in yourself for sure. Maybe a bit of a dreamer, right? Yeah. Like you got, you can't really think of something new if you only you know, exist in the realm of things that already exist, right? You gotta dream. You gotta think of stuff. Oh. Um, you know, which could probably relate to their attention. Yeah. Um, which, if you think about it, could also probably point them or push them away from kind of a day-to-day job, right? Oh, yeah, like, for sure. Into something more adventurous, yeah. just not the monotony. Yeah, so, so many entrepreneurs, like, when you meet them and they're just kind of like, I just didn't see myself doing, like, a desk job. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> There's lots of factors, and that's kind of generally what we would see. But, again, yep. without getting too scientific on, you know, what are these people's traits. Um, but now that we've described some of these traits, um, some of the listeners – may have noticed and maybe from the title which you will get it from the title there might be some parallels here to something else is that when you realize that a lot of these traits are also found in people with adhd Hmm. if you think about that they're energetic sometimes a bit of a dreamer you can't direct that that energy or attention all the time right um maybe a little bit impulsive right so there's kind of there's a lot of a lot of stuff going on there and and that's what today's paper covers. So the paper by title is called The Weary Founder, Sleep Problems, ADHD-like Tendencies, and Entrepreneurial Intentions. So we're tying all those three things together. That's sleep okay. problems, <laughs> ADHD-like tendencies, and entrepreneurial intentions. And you'll see, go. based on our discussion, we get the entrepreneurial intentions and ADHD, but we'll add in the sleep and we'll tell you why. It'll make a lot of sense. Sleep, ADHD, and entrepreneurship. I never <laughs> thought I'd see all three connect. It's the holy trinity. <laughs> Okay, so before we get into it, some quick clarifications here. The way to measure the causal relationship here is to induce ADHD-like tendencies rather than just following people with ADHD. So in this case, when we say ADHD-like tendencies, um, we mean like traits that someone with ADHD might have. Right. But these traits, again, and we've kind of brushed on this with some of the psych literature, there is you know, states and there are traits. Traits are something that's pretty stable. It's like I can predict how Zach would act in a, in a variety of situations. Yeah. 
and then there are states, right? If you get angry because of something, this is a state. So we're, um, we're not saying that these are only people with ADHD. When we say ADHD like tendencies, we talk about traits that are kind of defined by ADHD, if that makes sense, right? But anybody yeah. can experience them, right? Yeah, obviously. Um, so it's the impermanent experience of these traits, which is very key. So this is not just talking about people with ADHD. We're basically saying um, you can experience this, which, right. which also means ADHD like tendencies can experience by people without ADHD. So how do we induce these ADHD uh, traits and then understand their association with entrepreneurial intentions? Now, the way we're going to do this is through some mediating factor. In this case, sleep deprivation. So this is where our sleep comes in. So this study is going to look at um, whether sleep problems might contribute to entrepreneurial intentions through ADHD-like tendencies. Right. So if you had a little diagram, you'd have your box on the left, you'd have sleep problems, yeah. ADHD tendencies in the middle, and entrepreneurial intentions on the right, and they act through the ADHD-like tendencies. Right. Um, so the the ADHD-like tendencies that matter most here, and the ones that they describe, hyperactivity, yep. um, proclivity to act on impulse, which is just impulsivity, um, and intentional var attentional variation. Um, and these traits have been studied a lot, and researchers found that they actually push people to become entrepreneurs. Yeah. Um, these people don't typically like the rules, you know, air quote of normal life. They mm -hmm. just like boring routines that you get into. Um, and they desire the autonomy of pursuing their own careers. Now, connecting this back to sleep, many people who have sleep problems can exhibit some of these traits. Yeah. So we can study the presence of these traits by inducing sleep problems. Um, now this type of research, um, would pay its participants. Yeah, you definitely have to pay. Like, how could you sell that? It's definitely not a fun type of research. No. Um, in this case, we have a, a group of people in a control group and a sleep deprivation group. Um, and the control group would essentially fill out their questionnaires before and after they slept. And the yep. deprivation group would have to fill out these timed surveys at the beginning of each hour throughout the entire night. Oh, my um, gosh. So they were allowed to try to sleep. Yeah. Uh, but they could never actually go to like proper sleep. And each survey took like 30 minutes to do. So if you started them like at the beginning of hour, you're really staring at a computer screen, all that light, you're not going back to sleep. No. Um, so it's not like you could just quickly, you know, blast through it, you know, and then get back for another 50 minutes of sleep. Right. So as you can imagine, Zach, random again, I love, I love getting Random Zach opinion on numbers. Okay. How many people, what percentage of the participants do you think dropped out in that, uh, the sleep deprivation uh, portion of the study? 62%. 45. Damn it. Okay, that's kind of <laughs> close. I was I was within 20%. But again, 45 is 5% you know, away from being half the people that they, they Yeah, recruited. I decided on the other side of half. But like, honestly, I could see it. It's Regardless, it's big. That's, yeah. a, that's a lot of dropout. Um, in the grand scheme of things, especially for a... a research i guess study that had one intervention one thing yeah a lot of times you get dropout is when you have to follow people for long times right like if you're doing an exercise over six months to a year right like people right. just kind of move on they don't they don't like it like yep. this is just so stupid and so bad for a lot of the participants <laughs> that they're like yeah even the money ain't worth it yeah 45 percent of them dropped out um so 
Now they did a bunch of fancy stats to, uh, you know, comparisons to make sure that these people who dropped out were not dropping out because of some other factor. There's a lot of statistics that has to be done on uh, when people drop out, mm -hmm. because if you're comparing two things and one group drops out at a crazy rate, you have to make sure that it's not because of your intervention in most right. cases. In this case, we know it's because of the intervention. <laughs> yeah. But again, I don't want to get into it, but like if you're doing a medication and one group is doing so much better that they're like, I don't need to be in this study anymore. I'm chilling. Right. And then they leave. Well, then you don't have data on those people. Yep. But the reason they left is because the medication worked. But then you don't have data on those people. So, right. you do, so the data that you collect suggest that, well, the, the medication barely worked. But if all the people left because it worked really great, you just wouldn't know that. So right. Or the vice versa too, right? If absolutely. So there, there's tons of statistics you can do um, and follow-ups to look at this stuff. They did all that um, and it was all good. So, And then they did statistics on their um, sleep quality and quantity. And indeed, the people who had to get up you know, every night to do this, the surveys slept much worse. Yeah. Um, but what did this mean for the ADHD-like tendencies? Well, as you can imagine, after the sleep deprivation, the participants felt slightly or significantly more ADHD-like tendencies, mm -hmm. uh, which was measured by your know, self-report surveys. Um, but this is not complete. So they followed this up with another study that looked at the relationship between ADHD-like tendencies and entrepreneurial intentions. Again, to kind of strengthen that, other research had found it. Right. Um, and we looked at how well one can predict the other. So in this case your score on the ADHD tendency uh, rating scale that they used positively predicted entrepreneurial intention scale. So right in this case, as one goes up, the other goes up as well. Right. Positive correlation. Now, taking together, what do these studies actually mean? Well, in the case of the first study, it was important to determine the causality, right? Because yeah. again, we, we mentioned at the beginning is they didn't just follow people with ADHD and look, oh, well, how do you feel about entrepreneurial intentions? Well, it's like, well, is it ADHD that caused people to be entrepreneurs or do people who become entrepreneurs end up developing ADHD? ADHD. Like, so we don't know that direction. Yeah. So when we did that, what we did is we induced the ADHD like um, intentions, right? Yeah. Or uh, not intentions, the, the qualities. And then we measured after that, the entrepreneurial intentions. So right. um, we manipulate the sweep quality. Um, we didn't look at that association. So we caused... Uh, the sleep problems, which caused the ADHD-like tendencies, which is the assumption we make based on the uh, structure of the study. Yeah. Um, and then we followed it up to with another study that confirmed that these associations do indeed translate to feelings of entrepreneurship. Right. And I think it's important just like to highlight to everyone is the whole idea of association is like we've talked about this before, like does umbrella uh, umbrellas cause rain? No, obviously rain causes people to carry around umbrellas. But so as just one goes the up, whole, the other one does too. Yeah. So the, the whole causation and because of everything. Yep. And we've, we've mentioned that too. And I think it's really important is, is when we're talking about the limitations of a study is like, you know, when they say like, you, you just have to know it, right? Like, yeah. Like we, we use exercise as an example, as we said, well, people who, um, you know, walk a certain amount of day, you know, it's associated with less, you know, health problems. Right. Because, well, people who walk more during a day 
Is it just because they're like going for leisure walks? Well, if they just walk more during the day, do they have a better occupation? Well, maybe the occupation. Yeah, there's so many different many more. things within it. Now, do they have a dog? They've done studies on that. Like yep. people with dogs tend to, you know, have better health. In many cases, when they commit to a dog, yeah. you know, it helps their mental health too, but they get out of the house more. Exactly. Right? And they, and they can measure that too. And I'm not going to comment on any of those studies. That's something I've just heard. But I'm assuming if they wanted to follow that up, you can just talk to dog owners and say, well, yeah. <laughs> you know, how you feeling? It's like you'd have to have some person without a dog, give them a dog, yeah. measure that same person through time, right? Do they change the behavior yep. with the change of dog? And you exactly. have to make sure that it's not their job changing. Make sure it's not, you know, a different phase in their life. There's tons of things that can go on. So. Yeah. And then I think that was like the main thing for here too, right? Is like, you can't just get someone who with like that's uh, have ADHD and then just like, oh, are they more entrepreneurial? Like and you could, to, but that's you like could, level but one. Like again, that's level one. So like, deeper. I like what we do this is like, you actually have to isolate for things and then find the causations and then actually make the associations, which what they've done. So now I, I I love this study too, and you know it's it's I, I love talking about the technical stuff too. But even to just talk about like what does this kind of mean? Right, is like for me examples like I was I was the air quote diagnosed with ADHD when I was younger. I had meds, I had different stuff. Right, and I did have a lot of trouble channeling my energy, mm -hmm. um, but I've learned to live with it, and I'm still able to have success in my career and in school and stuff despite all of that. Um, but I find this fascinating because I still feel this way like all the stuff that they describe like proclivity like yeah it's like all these details kind of i relate to them right um and i also think i can be a bit of a scattered brain at times like and, and even oh, you too yeah. like we want to do everything we want to do a lot of stuff we have like a lot of interests and yeah um and now a question for you zach and again this is just kind of a brainstorming thing there's no right answer right knowing this and knowing the culture of over-diagnosing, air quote, people with ADHD, that's something that I'm assuming most listeners have heard, yeah. right? Like, just, Oh, yeah. It's, it's kind of a thing. Yep. Knowing that and knowing what we just learned in this paper, does this change your mindset on whether ADHD tendencies are a bad thing or do we think that ADHD tendencies just don't tend to kind of fit that mold? Like, what do you see in kind of like the business, right? Yeah, well, like, again... I work at a financial institution. I meet a lot of people who are entrepreneurs. Like we have a lot of small businesses. Oh yeah. Like I love hearing like about that, it. <laughs> right. Is like what you said, like I can just see it even when they're at my desk, like a lot of them just like walk around, like they can't channel, like they're kind of always just thinking of other stuff. Like they'll come in with like 10 items, end up leaving with 20 items sort of thing. And I think um, a big part of it is like the education system. Cause we have to fit like a mold kind of, and, you know, we really struggled sometimes in school because we could never really channel our focus in the right areas. But then we could go out and we've done so much different stuff. And like it's actually helped us later in life because we can focus on different avenues. So yeah. I think sometimes you just don't fit like the actual manual like mold of what they would typically be like. Well, it's like you're, you're and I learning like let's use the podcast as examples like we're we're learning a lot about you know, technology side, like all the stuff to make the production happen. Yep. You know, we've made connections with different people in our field. Like all of that kind of stuff is, is us learning. Yeah. But this is not something that they would get you to do in a course. Right. So like the yeah. types of learning are, are kind of interesting. And I know this discussion's kind of been brought up, but I think bringing that 
bringing that back to business is, is really interesting to me too. Cause I think, you know, there's, there's kind of this assumption that, you know, you, you do good in school and you're just going to do good in your career. And I think for a lot of people, that's a bit of a misrepresentation. Absolutely. Cause they see somebody just kind of scatterbrained doing their own thing and it might be really good. And that's an entrepreneur yeah. and, and that pays off for them. And they look at it. Oh, wow. They're so passionate, but it wasn't about them being passionate. It was actually a lot to do with, they just, they can't learn in that way. Yeah. They have to learn by doing and by starting something. And, and it's kind of another thing too, is for those people is like, I, I kind of wanted to end on this is for the viewers. Maybe next time you're told you can't focus your energy Maybe you just haven't found the right thing yet. Exactly. Right. And and now you could also describe oh, ADHD no. tendencies as being a little bit frisky. <laughs> <laughs> and if you oh, want to get frisky, wrong. you know the place. The fiscal frisk. Fiscal frisk. <laughs> Coach joins Zach at Shameless. The fiscal frisk Thursday mornings. And we want to hear from you. All the contact and references are always in the description. Yep. Music by the wonderful Chase Drew. So for Zach and I, stay happy and healthy, and we'll catch you next time on the Health Science Podcast. Yeah.